Senior political correspondent Barry Soper is with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. Spring in your step today because you make winnies back according to that Roy Morgan poll. <laughs> hey, look Would at you. you so off. cheery, aren't you? Oh, for goodness sake. I'll tell you what, though. It's not the birthday present that uh, Chippy would have wanted today because uh, it certainly, uh, it's like all the other polls, let's face it. Uh, there's not a great deal of difference. This is the Roy Morgan poll we're talking about. But it means that... Um, the centre-left act and national would have 49% of the vote. They'd uh, govern not that comfortably. They'd be uh, 62 seats, which is, you know, it's governable, but it's mm. not uh, totally comfortable. Yeah, but you've still got Winnie up your sleeve. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it, really? that um, Chuck them in there, and that's a big, fat margin. Yeah, I find the act factor is incredible when you think about it. They're up 4% in this poll to 18%, mm. uh, which is extraordinary, and... When you look at uh, the Labour Party or the National Party first, it's down by 2.5%. So you could say there's been a transfer of vote, uh, 2% away from National, 2% away from Labour. Uh, Act picks it up. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's beyond comprehension. I think um, uh, there are people out there that don't like the idea of um, yeah, what, who on. Labour might be, be coalescing with. Be honest with me with. now, Barry, be honest with me. 18% for Act, is that believable? No, I think it's too much. Where do you uh, think, I think they release well, it? Well, I think probably about 12. Uh, that's what I'd be picking anyway. But anyway, uh, this well, that's is... That's a whole 50% too much. Yeah, then. but don't, don't forget that this uh, Roy Morgan poll, and politicians like to dismiss it a bit, mm. but uh, if you've done it, and I know you probably have, gone out previous elections and look how accurate the Morgan Roy Morgan poll is, it's pretty accurate. Wasn't it, it the was, most accurate last election? It was the most ac- accurate in the last election. So, um, you know, they're, they're not too bad. The um, Labour Party down 2%. They're on 24% on this poll. That's about right. Well, it's very low. I mean, although when you when you look at uh, the last election, 2020, um, the uh, National Party then with that COVID wave that swept through the country, yeah. uh, they came home with only 25% of the vote. So uh, this was in the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the possibility of Labour being in the mid-20s, given the malaise that's out there at the moment, I think uh, certainly isn't beyond comprehension. Um, the Maldi party, uh, it's on 4%. It's dropped too. Uh, and I think that would be right. I don't think they're even, they'll even get 4%. That's my view. But um, New Zealand First, like you said, Heather, in your introduction, uh, they're um, up uh, to 5.5%. So polls are generally featuring New Zealand First at around 5 five and, uh, and uh, just over 5%. So I think uh, they're not entrenched, I don't think, yet, but there's a possibility that they will be back. What about Andy Foster Oh, they could be back with Andy Foster. Oh. Who knows? <laughs> it's not the first time Andy Foster has stood no. for New Zealand First. He stood for them in 2017. What did he get in Wellington Central in 2017? Well, he... Not a lot. Less than 2% of the exactly. vote. Exactly. Um, but he's um, he's seen as Winston Peters as a uh, very experienced, uh, he said he's got an ex- exceptional resume. Um, he said uh, his professional and governance experience will be an asset to the New Zealand First team. Yeah. So he's been around in local body politics, as we know, yeah. not quite as long as Winston has been around in national politics, but he has been around for some time. Um, but uh, look, uh, New Zealand First, as is usual with them, they haven't published their list yet. 
And uh, I'm going to be fascinated to see where Andy comes through on the list. He was 18 last time, uh, so he never had a hope in hell of getting in under the New Zealand First Banner in 2017. Um, given the enthusiasm with which uh, Winston's embraced him today, surely he could expect a higher place than 18 on the list. But uh, look, we'll wait and see. Um, Winston says the list will be finished by the end of this week, but it won't be announced until the weekend. And that's about almost the last day that they can possibly announce it. Barry, do you think that the Waikato University Vice-Chancellor has been unwise in giving a national so much help with that? No, I don't. School? I don't in the slightest. I mean... If you're running an organisation, which is uh, what the Vice-Chancellor yeah. of um, Waikato University is doing, and you've got a political party that comes to you and say, look, uh, we'd like to explore the possibility of a medical school, a third medical school in New Zealand, wouldn't you think that that Vice-Chancellor should be working with the party to advise them how they could bring that about? And this was first mooted in 2016 uh, by the then national government. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was canned by the Labour government in 2018. Uh, Now they've put it back on the uh, drawing board. And I think um, Mr Quigley, it was, well, Professor Quigley, I should say, was absolutely within his rights to say, uh, or to give them advice yeah, but okay. on how it should okay, take let place. Me, let me just put this to you, though. The problem is that, ne- and I don't, I personally don't have a problem with this either, the fact that Neil Quigley is helping them to basically come up with a plan to run a medical yep. school at the university that he's in charge of. That yes, makes of course. sense. But then he, is a, he, he writes to them and he says, can we bump the number up from 100 to one, 120 students? And just like that, it's bumped up from 100. I think that's great because it shows that they've got that capacity. But that's Barry, what he's telling them. People will feel uncomfortable about the fact that policy is... No being written on behalf of the party by somebody else. That's the level of interest the party well, has. No, they just think, changed the numbers. No, I think uh, the policy was written by the National Party because uh, uh, the numbers, okay. I think the numbers Should are important. Should people feel uncomfortable about outsourcing policy writing like this? No, it's not outsourcing policy writing. It's going to the experts uh, that uh, in a school that okay. you're going to be setting up uh, a, a rather a large medical school yep. and asking them for their advice. He said uh, the one thing that he's been criticised for, uh, for is that the first intake would be 2017. Uh, he said it would be a present to you at the start of your second term in government. Now, again... Speaking of winner, who but cares? He's, no, but he's yep. got to sell the sausage. Yep. Uh, and no other parties accepted this. Labor's rejected it. Why not sell it? You good stuff, Barry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Barry Soper, senior political correspondent. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.